What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV. Before we start, make sure you guys are following us on at Oz Hoopers TV on Instagram. Um, we are revamping our socials. We're still waiting on some templates. We've got a new segment that is happening every week called Fiery Fridays. We've got our old podcast host, Bailey. Um, we've still got the guests coming on. We've still got our weekly drops. Today, we're going to be talking about March Madness. We're down to the final two, Kansas and North Carolina. Uh, yep, UNC. Uh, NBL finals are coming up. The top four is thinning out. The NBA finals are coming up. The Lakers now, according to ESPN, only stand 11%, 11% chance or 0.2% chance, to, according to some, um, which is crazy. Where It's going to be first playoffs in a very, very long time that we do not see LeBron James. Uh, what actually he wasn't he didn't make it with like Lonzo and that not long ago, um, but yeah it's gonna be wild not seeing LeBron in the playoffs. Um, we're gonna get to our questions of the week and then the NBL one tipped off this weekend, which is huge for New South Wales basketball. Um, I tuned in for a bit and it's just cool to see all the New South Wales players being given a platform and even their stats and stuff and you can look them up and all the players are on the NBL one website. It's just cool to see, um, and it finally. You know, New South Wales basketball isn't very confusing to me anymore that they have that NBL one um, stage to play on. First of all, NBL ladder as of right now, Melbourne United, Sydney Kings, the Illawarra Hawks and the Perth Wildcats. Is this the final four we're going to be seeing? Which matchups are you looking forward to if there's a series, if a series comes upon us and who do you have taking it out? Has it changed? Mm. <clears throat> it's a very interesting ladder right now. Mm-hmm. Sydney are obviously red hot. You know, Corey Homicide just came out and said, what do you say? I've seen enough. Sydney's winning the championship. We'll give the trophy to Sydney or whatever. Correct. He said that. So, I mean, I, I still like Illawarra, man. Yeah. Um, I, I said it from the start. I think they're going to come out on top. They're going to win the championship. I, I think with Duop Reith and Froling, the way they're playing, and and the, obviously the two imports, three imports that they have. Antonio's Cleveland's found his stride a little bit. You know, he's that that three and D defender, defends multiple positions, spurs them on that side of the floor. And then they got Tyler Harvey, and XRM's found his stride a little bit. I think he's he's getting a bit more comfortable. He's seeing a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. So I think Illawarra will come good. I'm gonna stick with my pick. Although you know Sydney make a very strong case, and they've ten in a row now, and and they look amazing. I'm just going to – I'm going to stick with with Illawarra for that. Okay. Now, I, I really want Tasmania to make it. They're sitting in fifth right now. They're, they're one game behind Perth, two or three games behind the rest. I just can't see them breaking through, though. Um, I think Perth will, will – with the experience with Vic Glore and, and Bryce Cotton, I think will come good. Um, and obviously Sydney, I don't think they're going to drop many games. They're going to kind of steam on into the finals and Melbourne have opened up a nice cushion too. So I don't see Tasmania making it through. Um, Southeast Melbourne have a lot of work to do and I don't think they'll, they'll manage to do it. But I would love to see Tasmania there as a franchise team, um, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm sticking with these four teams um, and I'm taking Illawarra to win it all. Okay, I agree with you with the four teams. I don't see Jack Jumpers getting in there. For those listening, me and Hash are about to watch the Perth United game as soon as we hop off this. Should be a classic. Might be a fine it might be um one of the semi-final series previews. Um, but as of right now, I think Melbourne United are the Dark Horse team, although they stand on top of the ladder. Um, just due to the lack of imports they have. Um, they did lose to Hawks without Harvey and then they lost to Hawks um, without Gorge. 
Um, so Hawks looking very strong, especially with that Harvey Cleveland and XRM are really stepping up. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see if anyone can take down the Hawks. I know I said Perth. I'm going to stick with Perth. I think Cotton and Law, they're going to get it done. I'm not going to doubt them. Bryce Cotton is the best player that's ever played in the NBL. I'm going to stick with Perth. Uh, but Illawarra and Perth, if that series happens, that is going to be must-see TV. Sydney Kings and Melbourne United are right there, though. They can, they can take out any Illawarra or Perth. I think all teams can win this. It's going to be very up in the air. Can Jack Jumpers make it? Possibly. I mean, if Melbourne United win this game, they have no Agata. Uh, by the time you guys are listening, the game would be over. So we're not sure who's going to win. Um, but yeah, if, if, if Melbourne win, I mean, Jack Jumpers can, um, you know, tally a few wins and get in, but I just don't see it happening. I think Perth are going to finish strong. Um, March Madness, UNC or Kansas, who you got? We'll touch over it quickly. Uh, coin toss. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, but when it gets to like Elite Eight, it's just so tough to start picking things. Um, yeah. If I had to, I'm going to say UNC ride that nail-biting win against Duke. Uh, with some momentum and they and they win it. Yeah. Um, UNC have some big names. Uh, Baycock. Uh, they've got Caleb Love, who I think is a little Caleb bit Love. Caleb yeah. Love is a bucket, dude. He played very well against Duke. Kansas, they've got um, that uh, Abaji. Um, he's looking to go early second, late first. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to give it to Kansas. I think they've been better throughout the whole season compared to UNC. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think... It'll, it'll go either way, so we'll see. NBA, now you look at the ladder now, Lakers have fallen out of the 10. Um, a few of the, the seeds have mixed up a little bit. Any of the matchups change that you really want to see in the first round as we are one week away, and then we'll get into our NBA awards. And has your NBA finals winner changed? I forgot who you said last week, so remind me. Dude, I probably forgot what I said last week too. This stuff changes all the time, man. It's crazy. Like the NBA is just similar to any league. Like any good competitive league, it's just impossible to pick. I had a good conversation with someone today about it actually and they were convincing me that Milwaukee are still the favourites and they're going to beat everyone. Um, and, you know, they made some valid points. So, you know, Milwaukee looked the goods. I think I called Philly, I believe. Um, most recently when, when I was on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to stick with Philly. Wow. I think Joel Embiid and James Harden get it done. Um, I just wanted to see that storyline. I like it. I like James Harden. I think Joel Embiid's cool. I think the city of Philadelphia struggled a bit through the Ben Simmons situation. And there, obviously, everyone talks about that city being such a big basketball city and all the fans know what's going on and they're so behind it. Um, so I think... You know, it'd be nice to see Philly, Philly come out on top. Joel Embiid's having an MVP season, so, you know, to cap it off, would be dope to see that. Um, so maybe Philly, I'll roll with that. <clears throat> in terms of matchups, obviously, Brooklyn in 10th, that's troubling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I think they'll get in to the eight. Yeah, they've, they've, they've secured their, their play-in, so they're, they're yeah. going to make the play-in no matter what. But it's whether yeah. they can get into that eighth seed. Well, that's it. Like, it's, you know, you're, you're betting on a couple of games now, you know? Like, yeah. 82 seasons, 82-game season comes down to, like, one or two games. So, you know, you'd never want to be in that position. you want to secure a spot. But um, Brooklyn, that one troubles me a bit. I'm just like, damn, imagine Brooklyn miss out. That'd be crazy. 
But uh, let's see what happens. I think they will get in. I think Charlotte will miss out. And I think uh, Atlanta will probably miss out. But never know. Can that, can that happen? In the plan? Just remind me again. Oh, I got confused for a second. So I thought it was... Cavs and, Cavs and Hawks will play. The winner of that goes straight to seventh seed. So that gotcha. if you're in ninth and tenth, the only way you can make it, you have to play the Heat in the first round. If Heat finish on top. Um, so Nets will have to take down a Hornets team that is very streaky. They can go yep. off, shoot so many threes a game. They've got Uber off the bench, Lamelo, Bridges, Rozier. Yeah. Um, and then they've got to verse the loser of Cavs Hawks, and both those teams can go gotcha. off. I yeah, would yeah, not want to. I would not want to play Hawks in one game. Um, yeah. That's that's scary sight to me. So yeah, it's going to be tough for Nets. And also because they're the tenth seed currently, they've got to play Charlotte in Charlotte, and then they've got to play the loser of Cavs or Hawks in Atlanta or Cleveland. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough, you know, but they got the firepower to get it done, so... Yeah. So let's see. Um, that being said, on the Western side, um, obviously the Lakers are, are just outside right now. So on the Western side, obviously the Lakers sit just outside, like you just mentioned, they're in 11th right now. I can't see them breaking in based on, you know, San Antonio, New Orleans, like they're a couple of games ahead right now. So it's going to be tough for them to break in. Um, they have a chance, obviously, and I'd love to see it. But man, they haven't. It's not like they've they've yelled out and they've they're roaring through and they're coming home strong. It's like they've been shaky all season. I was hoping for, a, you know, they they meander through to the playoffs and then you see LeBron go ham and they go deep. But man, it might be the year where they where we just don't see LeBron in it. So. Yeah. Let's see. Keep my eyes peeled for that one. But um, on the Western side, I think Memphis haven't got spoken about enough. Mm-hmm. It's second in the West, man. And, they, and John Moran is killing sma- it. They're smashing teams. Smashing teams without Moran. Like, what the hell is going on over there? Like, they're just, they're just playing really good basketball. They're killing teams. So, um, I think Memphis could cause a bit of damage. Like, I think they could go pretty deep. Um, in the West, though, like it's a pretty up in the air. I think an Eastern Conference team is going to win it. Like I like Milwaukee, I like Philly, I even like Boston. They've come home strong. Shout out to shout out to my boy Nick Kyrgios. He's on my case every day because I used to hate on Boston earlier in the season. Not hate, but I just be like, oh, they're overrated. They got to blow up Tatum and, and Brown. Yeah. And now he messages me every day, like, hey, what are you saying about that? What are you saying about Tatum and Brown? <laughs> so I think Boston have come good, man. Like they're. They've um they've really come good, so they could do damage too. I wouldn't be surprised if they go really deep, you yeah. know. So I like the East Conference at the moment. I think they're stronger, they're more stacked. So whoever gets to the West, I can't see anybody from the West beating any of those three teams I just named: Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. So yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see. But I, but I think Memphis is my bit of a dark horse pick, even though they're second. They just haven't been spoken about enough. And um, down the bottom of the ladder in the West. I also like uh, Utah. I think they've been looking good with Donovan Mitchell, kind of sh- steadily just holding on to that mid-table spot. Yeah. I'm going to – who told you that the Bucs are going to win? Uh, one of my boys that I ran into at a basketball stadium today, I was coaching and I hadn't seen him for a while. And I was like, who you got, man? Because he's I know he's a big NBA fan. He follows it. And he said, dude, no one's talking about Milwaukee. The big three are underrated. They are, like, going to run it back. And everyone's going to be like, what the hell? And Giannis going to win another finals MVP. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join him in saying that the Bucks are gonna win this year. I said it um, on our Friday episode. I think um, Bucks are just too good, and I think Giannis winning another chip and another Finals MVP um, and being in one of the top three front runners for MVP this year, 
I think he's going to have the potential to be one of the greatest players to ever play this game. He's got, another, he's got another 10 years in this league and he's already done whatever he's done. Like what? Uh, an MVP, two MVPs, two chips, two finals MVPs. So Milwaukee are the favourites, I think, so far. Raptors have been really impressive to me. They were sitting at um, 10th, 11th, have moved into six. Siakam coming back, he's playing unreal. Um, Gary Trent has been really good for them this year. We know what Raptors Stadium is like as well, so that will be pretty scary at their home games. But they're currently facing Bucks in the first round, so that is a bit of a problem for them. Um, I like what you said about the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies, when I'm watching them play without Jar, you see Dylan Brooks come on, he has 25. You see Melton, DeAnthony Melton come on. He's dropping 20 bombs. He's posterizing people. Desmond Bain can come on and drop 25. Um, John Morant, they've got all these guards. I think they've got the most depth at the guard position. They've got Tyus Jones. Um, they've got Zaya Williams who can move into the guard. He plays forward most of the time, but their guards are stacked. Um, Steven Adams is very low-key, very underrated, does the right thing. So I just think they've got Brandon Clark who shoots right, good percentage, Jaron Jackson Jr. They're a really good team, Memphis. Um they're going to have to play Minnesota or Clippers. Paul George is back. If Kawhi picks things up and comes back, could be a bit of a problem for Memphis. Paul George and Kawhi to me, they move into one of the best teams in the West straight away. Thanks. Um, but I'm going to say Milwaukee wins, and I'm going to say my dark horse team is the Utah Jazz. They're a very good regular season team. They've been a bit disappointing to finish, but Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Conley, um, I think they got a chip on their shoulder after what happened with the Jamal Murray bubble. Um, and yeah, I just think we're going to see Jazz light them up. I think they're yeah. going to beat, they can knock off Warriors in round one if they play the right way. NBA yeah. awards. Just quickly on that. How amazing an NBA playoffs to me. It's like the best time of the year, bro. Yeah, honestly. 100%. 100%. Dude, every day, like first round, especially because it's like four games a day. Yeah. Just tune in and then both both first games are at home. So they're like two days apart. So the first, that week, first week of the playoffs is just unreal. Yeah. And I read somewhere on Twitter and they were having the discussion saying, did the play-in ruin the playoffs? But I think it added so much more intensity to it. Like one game to stay in and you've got the Brooklyn Nets fighting to stay in the playoffs. Like imagine if there was none, we wouldn't be seeing KD Kyrie in the playoffs. They're going to have one game to get in. Like that is must-see TV and that is definitely a game everyone's going to be watching, Lamelo versus Nets, to stay alive. One Thanks. game. Like, I reckon it is much better with the plan. Um, NBA awards this year, who you got for MVP? Joel Embiid. Okay. I like it. I'm going to go Nikola Jokic. I think no Murray, no MPJ, and the Nuggets are in the fifth seed. I think yeah. that's really well done for him. Him and Embiid are putting up similar numbers. Um, so it's just either or to me. So yeah. I, I, I did just want to remind you, I don't often get them right, but I did say Ja Morant last year had a chance in the next two, three years. You did. So I want to know, I, w- I want to see him come home strong. He has a chance. Yeah. And I thought you were crazy for saying that. So well done for that. I didn't think it would be this year. No way. You needed to die, to be honest. He's been balling out. Um, rookie of the year this year. Ooh. Uh, uh, Cade Cunningham. I like Scotty Barnes, man. Yeah. Scotty Barnes has been good for Toronto. I think I think they're going to give it to Mobley due to the Cavs. Not yeah, everyone didn't think dude, the Cavs were going to make it. Oh, dude, how did I forget about Mobley? 
He's probably been the he's has numbers wise he the best. Yeah, I think he's the best numbers wise, right next to Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Cavs are, Cavs have done well and, and he's been really good, like instrumental yeah. for them. Like Raptors will probably still be a playoff team without Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Um, and then NBA most improved player. I, I had someone for this. I was did I'm blanking. Who was it? I was talking. Oh I'm gonna go. Who was it? Tell me who you got. I'll tell you I got, what's he saying? I don't know. I got Jordan Poole. Oh, Jordan Poole. That's the one from the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's averaging like 25 a game over the last oh, month. Crazy. Check yeah. him everything. He's got four plus threes every game. Yeah, um, no, he's boring. Yeah, he stepped up. Either, either him or Garland. I think John Morant's up there as well. So, yeah, I'd give it to Poole. I think he wasn't he wasn't very big last year at all. Garland was still a presence. Um, yeah. But may, maybe Garland gets it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. NBL won this year. Give me one player or one team that you are excited to see play. And shout out when he... Yeah, I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep it in the East, man. It's the first time coming around in the East, so I want to talk about NBL One East. Suddenly, first round just finished. Shout yeah. out to BMW. I don't often shout them out because I I'm not often in the greens with how they handle things and what they do, but seem to have gotten it together for the NBL One. Most most games are a success. The the streams are good. I was checking in. The stats are up today. That you know it looks legit and it it's it's solid. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one player. Oh, you're challenging me there. Listen, I'm working with a guy at the moment and one of my coaches that I work with is working with him at the moment. I'm pretty close with him and he's worked hard to get to this point. His name's Jasper Rentoy. He's mm-hmm. a point guard for the Inner West Bulls. They had a good close win. Um, he had a good first game. You know, he, he's coming up from playing Waratah League last year. Young guy, about 21. Um, he, he actually balled in the Philippines a little bit with, with Kai Soto and Jalen Green when they were there for some camp stuff. Um, he's had a bit of experience over there, played some college ball in the Philippines. He he's doing big, man. And I'm hoping that he he has a really good rookie season NBL one and he makes a bit of a name for himself. So shout out to Jasper. I'm looking at them. Um apart from that, in the NBL one East, um, shout out to my a girl that I've been working with. Her name's Rose Nelson. She is on the gem squad at the moment. She made that 24-woman squad. And she surprisingly was a reserve for the New South Wales State team, which is crazy. But either way, she's playing for Manly in the NBL one. And just before she goes off to Fordham College, D1 school in New York. So I've been working with her really closely the last few months. So shout out to Jasper and Rose. I think they're, you know, two people I'm working with closely and helping them out. And um, I think I'm excited for them to to perform on that national level in the NBL one. So um, did you see Nico? play for Bankstown. He dropped 22. I don't have much to do with Nico, man. Like a few players that I know know him and everyone talks about how, how elite he is. But man, he's looking good, dude. Yeah. I'm editing his video now. He look, he's tough. 22 points in the season debut. Um, I'm going to say I am most excited to see Bawali Bales play for Mackay Meteors this year. I think um, his minutes... Yeah, that bro. <laughs> <laughs> His minutes have been um, questionable with the Kings. I think he deserves more. Um, whenever he's on, he puts up stats. I think, you know, last game he had four minutes, three points, one assist, one steal. Um, so I just think Makai is going to come out, have a point to prove. He's got a good team around him from what I'm hearing. And I think it's going to be good for him. You know, NBL 1 North holds some really good guards, Jason Kadee, Mitch McCarron, um, Sean Bruce, all these NBL 1 guys. I'm probably missing a few, Jerron Jameson. Um, who won finals MVP for Mackay last year. Um, 
holds a lot of great point guards. It's going to be good to see him going up against them. And I think he will get buckets with Mackay if they give him, you know, the driver's seat to take over the team. So I'm going to say... Thank you, bro. Have that. Yeah, I agree, yeah. hopefully. That's going to be tough to see. Yeah. Good change of scenery for him coming up to Queensland as well. Might have, might have to teach him a few things up here. 100%. Let him know how they do things. Hey, <laughs> speaking of that, shout out to Malok. Malok as well, one of the boys from out here. He's going up to Mackay with Fawali. Yeah. And Baby Chol too. Baby Chol's playing for the West Bulls right now. He's um, he's, he's playing in that in NBL 1-2. So those are some two other guys that, you know, that I mess with there. They're down from Sydney. So hopefully they, they do big things. Yeah. Um, we'll get into our questions of the week. We'll wrap it up quickly so we can tune into this Perth United game as brief as possible. Can Usmani Dang have a better rookie season than Josh Giddy? No. Okay. Why? No. Oh, I'm just thinking about it. So I, I wasn't just done with that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I mean, I see the upside in terms of athleticism. I see the upside in terms of like length and NBA body type and what they talk about. Giddy's feel for the game was just is and was always just so crisp like I always felt like he he made good passes he was one step ahead of the defense he was great in pick and rolls change of speed in pick and rolls and and messing with bigs in pick and rolls was just so so elite and allowed him to be such a good facilitator at six eight uh, my, my knock on Giddy was always the defensive side of the floor and one-on-one shot creating and one-on-one shot making and he's he's I don't think he's improved dramatically. I think he's got a floater in his game. So he's got that little short range in between game that's become really good. And his shot looks to have become more consistent. But what he's done really well is just I'm not gonna say hidden it because that's not giving him enough credit, but he hasn't let it come to the forefront that he's that that's a big weakness in his game, even though I definitely still think that part of his game needs work. Um and I think he's just he's just become so good at just figuring out the NBA style and how it's gone. I just don't see that from from Deng. Like, I just don't see him coming into the league averaging and putting up those type of numbers. I think he'll he'll ride around. He'll, he'll go first round. I think they'll pick him on upside and potential. And I think he'll he'll kind of slot into a roster somewhere and, and have a couple of games where he maybe has 15 or 20, um, you know, has or might hype him up a little bit for a week, but I just can't see him being consistent and, and shooting the ball really well and, and doing all the things that I think you need to do at an elite level to be a, a really good wing in the NBA. I think he'll be good. I think he's a solid NBA prospect. But Giddy was unreal this year and we have to take our hats off to him, man. Like he was phenomenal. So I just don't see it translating. I think he'll be a decent wing player with a couple of big games, but he won't kind of dominate the game like Josh Giddy has dominated certain games this year. Yeah, I like it. I like the answer. All right, let's hear your question. All right. After Joe Ingles' injury, shout out to Joe, obviously, fan favorite, and, and you know how much we're a fan of him and what he's done for Australian basketball. After his injury and after his rehabs, he's obviously with Portland at the moment. Is he going to find himself on an NBA team and he's going to come back just as strong, or are we going to see him back in the NBL? Great question. Um, I remember when we were talking about the Olympics and I mentioned that Joe Ingles only had about one or two more years in him. Um, I want to take that back. I apologize, Joe, for saying that. I underrated you. I didn't think you were going to come out this year and put the numbers up you did. I know people were saying you've had an off-shooting year um, and whatever else people want to say, but the Jazz were doing really, really well before you got injured. And I think losing Joe Ingles is a big knock on the Utah Jazz. 
Um, he has been, I did think that he had one year left on his contract and Portland just got rid of him for um, cap space. And then he was going to go back to the Utah Jazz. I know some people were talking about that, but he looks like he's embracing Portland. He's posted the jerseys, working out in the Portland facilities. He's in Portland. Like he, he's embracing it there. So I think he might stay with Portland. I think they're going to keep him there for one year or two years, depending on how he goes. The only thing um, Ingles that I think relies on his injuries, I don't think it's going to affect him that much. He doesn't really rely on his athleticism, you know. Um, he's kind of moving at 20% and he's standing there popping threes, running pick and rolls with the big. So I don't think he he jumps out the gym. I don't think he's running, you know, fast down the court. So I don't think it's going to affect him too much. He doesn't really even jump on his jump shots. So <laughs> I don't think it's going to affect him too much. So I think we're definitely going to see him in the NBA for another year or two. Um, and then his last year, he might decide to come back to the NBL. The NBL should be huge by then, um, seeing how it's been going for the last two years. So, yeah, Joe Ingles will stay in the league. Um, he's proven himself. And hopefully Portland can pick up some pieces. Hopefully, well, I want Dame to move. But if Dame stays, hopefully they can pick up some pieces and Joe Ingles can help Dame get to the playoffs again. Nice. Definitely right. be nice. I like it. Yeah. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We're about to tune up. We're about to tune into the Perth and Melbourne United game. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Hot TV and make sure you guys are following us on whatever streaming platform you guys are listening on. And we'll catch you on the next episode.